Welcome to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the podcast today. I'm Jenny Katrin, your host and founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. And uh, today I want to have a conversation around a subject that I have been giving a lot of attention to. It's the topic of priorities. And I don't know about you, but this year has certainly challenged me in being able to define my priorities, right? Everything has been uh, upended and constantly having to be reconfigured. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to dig out some notes from a session that I did uh, a couple of years ago on the title was called Proactive Leadership, Managing Your Priorities for Greater Impact. I feel like I need that. So I thought, you know what, we all might need just a little, a few reminders about how to manage our priorities for greater impact, especially with just all the upheaval we've been navigating this year. I was thinking back to a season of leadership for me. It was a season where we had crazy growth trajectory and it seemed rather unstoppable. This was when I was serving at Crosspoint in Nashville and we were topping the fastest growing churches list. Other churches reached out regularly to learn from us. Uh, I was finishing one book and signing the contract for two more. So it was just like an incredibly crazy season of time. And I had finished two building projects, relocated the congregation of 4,000 while maintaining momentum at our other four campuses, um, just juggling all the details of a lean, fast-moving staff. And frankly, I was drowning. Uh, so much was good, but I all I felt was the overwhelm of each day, right? The word that comes to mind is suffocated. And I'm guessing some of you probably sense that too, right? We're in this season of so much has been rearranged and we're constantly having to uh, reconfigure what we're doing. I think it's sometimes, especially in those moments, we need to pause and really try to reflect on what are our priorities? What are the most important things we can do? So that's what I wanna talk about a little bit today is just the importance of understanding priorities. And we get it in theory, right? We understand priorities. Our parents have preached at us about getting our priorities straight since we were teenagers. I don't know if your parents had those conversations, but uh, mine did at, from time to time. A priority by definition is just simply something meriting attention before competing alternatives. Something meriting attention before competing alternatives. In the book, Great by Choice, Jim Collins uh, retells a story of two teams of adventurers in 1911 that were on a quest to be the first people in modern history to reach the South Pole. And uh, from this story, he explains the 20-mile march principle that caused one team to succeed and the other team to fail. The successful team lived by one simple principle, to hike 20 miles every day, whatever the obstacles. Some days would be easier than others, but the hikers' steady commitment to an achievable goal allowed them to realize success. In other words, they had defined their priorities before they began their journey. See, priorities are the filters that help us succeed in all aspects of life. And most of the decisions we make are filtered through some set of priorities. Like we're prioritizing whether we're conscientious of it or not. 
So simple things like, do I take a shower and brush my teeth? Well, yes, because I have a priority of others enjoying being around me. Um, Maybe that's a little less urgent in COVID days when I'm working completely from home, but still committed to the shower and brushing my teeth. Um, Do I pay the electric bill? Yes, I prioritize the luxury of having AC, TV, and my iPhone charger, right? Like I want to make sure that all of those things can happen. So I pay the electric bill. Do I go to work? Well, yes, if I want to earn a living and do something significant. Do I remember my wedding anniversary and plan dinner or something special for us? Yes, if I want to be married another year, right? It's like we we do naturally identify some priorities um, and we're prioritizing all day, every day. The question is, are we prioritizing well? In Great by Choice, Jim Collins says, if you deplete your resources, run yourself to exhaustion, and then get caught at the wrong moment by an external shock, you can be in serious trouble. And so when we talk about our priorities, we have to have good perspective on those priorities in order to succeed, in order to make sure that we're prioritizing the right things so that we don't deplete our resources, run ourselves to exhaustion, and then get caught at the wrong moment by an external shock. And I bet all of us can relate to that to some degree. We're even watching this happen with organizations and businesses, some of which are not able to survive the impact of this year because perhaps they were running too lean. They were depleting their resources, running themselves to exhaustion. And frankly, the same thing is possible for you and I. That if we are running too lean and we're too close to exhaustion, the impact of the stress of this season could really be detrimental to us. And so we've got to think about priorities. And here's something about priorities. Some priorities are permanent and others have a shelf life. So we have to be smart enough to know the difference and know when we need to adjust our priorities to our present reality. And really there are two like tiers to our priorities. There are our fixed priorities, things like our relationship with God, our marriage, our family, Uh, our relational priorities, our fixed priorities, meaning we need to determine early in our life what place these relationships have in our lives. That's an early priority that we make. When I made the commitment to my husband 21 years ago, when we got married, I fixed a priority. This was going to be a priority in my life. And so for some of us, we didn't determine some of these kind of priorities and as a result have found ourselves in seasons where maybe our relationships were suffering because we didn't give them appropriate prioritization. Now, if I'm honest, this certainly has like relational priorities have sometimes been a challenge for me because I'm such a task focused person. If I'm not really conscientious about prioritizing time with my husband, my family, my friends, those things will start to go to the side because I, can, I will be naturally inclined to achieve, to produce, to accomplish some of the tasks. And so I have to be really aware of and attentive to the things that actually should be fixed priorities, uh, especially relational things. But then there's tier number two, subjective priorities. And pretty much everything else falls here, right? Your season of life, your responsibilities and demands will determine how you need to set your priorities. So if you have kids at home, your priorities are going to be different than if, uh, like in my case where we don't have any children, our priorities look different because we don't have to give time and attention to small children at home. And so season of life or circumstances will sometimes uh, cause some of your priorities to vary. And these priorities also require frequent review. So they'll shift and they'll change. And if you're not reprioritizing as your responsibilities shift, you'll find yourself overwhelmed, kind of like I did in that season at Crosspoint. 
uh, one of the things that I noticed, especially when I launched Foresight, was that because I'm in a role where I'm doing a lot of output, speaking, writing, podcasting, consulting, I had to make it a priority to do more times of input where I am learning and growing. And I had to reprioritize that and create more margin and more space for me to be growing because uh, I'm doing so much more that is outgoing. So uh, just an example of that subjective priority, different responsibilities or different things that are pulling on you in a certain season will require you to adjust those priorities. So let's look at four practical steps for defining your priorities. So you have those categories fixed or subjective, right? The ones that should be consistent regardless of the season and the ones that would adjust by season, role, responsibility, et cetera. And the first thing we need to do is devote yourself to those fixed priorities, the things that really need to be immovable. Uh, Do you have your most important priorities prioritized? Now, none of you are going to argue with me that your relationship with God and your relationship with your family need to top your list of priorities. But if you sat down for an honest conversation around this, and I took a look at your calendar, would how you're organizing your time confirm that those are your greatest priorities, right? So oftentimes what gets scheduled really dictates what are our priorities. So I do have to like put into my calendar where I'm spending time with family, friends, et cetera. And that sounds kind of rigid, but it, it helps me prioritize it. Um, It doesn't even mean that the majority of your time is devoted to your relationships, but here's the point. Do they get your best energy, right? So the time that your your fixed priorities get, is it some of your best time? Do they get your first priority? And what boundaries and filters do you need to have to keep your fixed priorities first, right? So how do you keep those things kind of front and center? Uh, For example, some rules that I have around my fixed priorities include Um, that commitment to Bible reading, prayer, journaling every morning. Like that is just one of the first things I do when I get up because I need it to be first in my, in the structure of my day. So I block that time on my calendar and everything else gets scheduled around it. We have agreed an, an agreed upon number of nights that I'm away from home. So just because I travel or historically traveled a lot for work, you know, we have a, a kind of an agreed upon idea of how many nights I, I'm away from home or not. So it kind of gives us uh, some of those boundaries. One of my friends has a commitment that she'll be home every night to put her kids to bed. That's a fixed priority for her. That's, that's really important. Another executive pastor I know has a firm commitment to do dinner with his family every night. And so, you know, uh, exceptions are agreed upon as a family. That's something they decide as a family. So when you think about how to give your best time and energy to your fixed priorities, what are some of the rules that you need to have in place that will help you stay committed to those? The second thing we need to do is define your personal priorities. What priorities are essential for your emotional, your physical uh, well-being? Uh, What do you want or need to do for your physical health? So again, I love to be outdoors and I really need to run, walk, bike almost every day. And so that is kind of, uh, you know, I put that priority into my calendar. Uh, Do you have a commitment to work out a set number of days a week? What what kind of commitment do you have there? Uh, Do you need a commitment to joining a gym or hire a trainer? Does that keep you more committed to that priority? Uh, Different people are going to have different needs in that regard. What disciplines do you need to prioritize in regard to your eating habits, right? So just kind of having an idea of what are some of these priorities and what are some of the boundaries I need to create to help me keep those priorities consistent? What kind of time do you need to re-energize? So for example, as an introvert, 
I know that I can only do so many meetings per day or so many travel days in a row before I need thinking, planning, writing space where my introvert needs to be rejuvenated. And so again, just having good awareness of this is going to help you define those priorities and then kind of set the boundaries that help you keep them. What is life-giving and fun? And do you have that structured in your day? How much rest do you need? How much time do you need for friends? Taking inventory of the things that bring you life and health is important for you to create those sustainable rhythms. And then once you've answered those questions, you need to determine where and how you fit those into your schedule. I'm a big believer that what gets scheduled gets done. So even in the relational, um, emotional, physical side of our worlds, knowing where those things are going to happen is really, really key to making sure that you're protecting the margin for them. Number three, we need to discern your impact priorities. So this is about getting clarity on your gifts, talents, experiences, and opportunities, like just the things that are a part of your core purpose. Um, How is God uniquely wired and gifted you? And so just thinking through, what do I want my impact to look like? What is my greatest potential contribution? Um, Where do you need to spend your best time in order to do that, to have the impact you hope to have? Where do you need to be spending your time? What are the things that only you can do? You know, it's super easy, especially for those of you who are entrepreneurs like me. It's really easy for us to get caught up in doing a lot of the things that just need to get done. And we are not necessarily giving our best time and energy to the things that only we can do. And so sometimes that requires a really intentional look at our calendar and at our priorities to say, hey, what do I need to be focusing on in order to have the impact that I want to have. Um, Some simple exercises that I like, and I use these with some of the clients that I work with, is just the simple exercise of start, stop, and keep doing. You've probably seen this, just three columns on a page or a whiteboard. What do I need to start doing? Because it's, it's aligned with a key priority, an impact priority. What do I need to stop doing? Because it isn't actually a priority for me, but I'm somehow getting like sucked into the whirlwind of that. Um, What do I need to keep doing? What am I doing that actually is in line with the impact I want to make, with the priorities I want to have? And so I need to keep doing that. And that just kind of analysis and just getting it, I think getting it out on paper or a whiteboard is so, so, so helpful to get it in front of us to say, hey, what do I need to start, stop, and keep doing so that I'm in alignment with my priorities? Um, Another one that I'll do, another similar exercise is what are the things I must do? So another three columns. What are the things I must do? Because again, those are the things that only I can do. What are the things that I could delegate? Maybe, Maybe I don't have a place to delegate them now, but that needs to be on my radar that I need to give these things away soon. And what are the things I must delegate? The things that I am, I'm just holding on to because I'm maybe a control freak or I don't think I can give them away or I've made some excuse why I haven't delegated them yet, but I kind of really know in the back of my mind that I need to delegate this. This is not make sense that I'm still doing this. So that's another way to do that exercise is what are the things I must do because they're core to my priorities and the impact I want to make. What are the things I could delegate? I'm doing them right now. It's not necessarily the end of the world, but I could delegate them and should delegate them eventually. And then what are the things that I must delegate? Like that does not need to stay on my calendar. That kind of inventory is really, really helpful for us when we're talking about how do I define healthy priorities? 
And number four, uh, develop your organizational priorities. So as a leader, you need to help define organizational priorities and lead yourself and your team to align your time in support of these priorities. So we need to remember that we need to be proactive rather than reactive. And granted, I think this conversation is especially important right now because we have had to be reactive because of all of the upheaval of this year. But as leaders, we've got to start moving us back to a proactive stance in moving our organizations forward. And so even if we can't define priorities for the next year or 18 months, we can define the priorities for the next three months rather than just being in reactive mode in the moment. You can't set organizational priorities, however, if you haven't personally determined your impact priorities. So you've got to know your priorities in order to help influence the organizational priorities. So in determining your impact priorities, you'll likely define that some of the best work you can bring your your church, your team, your organization is your direction for what's ahead. And as leaders, we really need to live three to six months ahead of the rest of our teams. So while everybody else is kind of still in reaction mode, you need to be out ahead of this thing, trying to anticipate, okay, where are we going in the next three to six months? And how can I help us proactively start to prioritize our work to have the impact that we want to have? So historically, you would define your annual goals, your quarterly goals, your weekly goals, and your daily goals. And that's really key still. Now, defining annual goals is a little challenging in this season. So if you can just keep focusing on quarterly goals and then breaking those down weekly and breaking those down daily, it's going to help both you and your team see some forward momentum. Defining those organizational priorities is really key and I think is especially critical right now in a season where we've had to really rethink all of them. We do need to not just kind of abandon the idea of priorities and goals, we need to start moving back towards that if you haven't already. And then let me give you just a few things for you to consider for how to prioritize well, um, right? Like what do, what do I need to do to prioritize my life and my world well? And the first thing I would tell you is that you've got to lead you. And again, you hear me say this all the time, lead yourself well to lead others better, but no one else is going to define this for you. No one else is going to define your priorities. Um, You know, you might get some direction depending on what role you sit in within the organization, but many of you are in executive leadership seats. And so you are in the seat of responsibility for defining priorities. And ultimately, nobody can define the priorities for you personally, whatever seat you're in. So you have to define uh, your priorities for you. This is the essence of self-leadership. Uh, No one else other than God cares about the whole you. Everyone's competing for your time and they have their own personal interest and stake in how you determine your priorities. Everybody else wants to dictate where your time and energy goes. And ultimately, you have to be the one that determines those priorities. And while you must juggle all these competing demands, you must understand that you need to lead yourself well. And the tough truth is that no one else will do this for you. I love how Henry uh, Cloud says, you are ridiculously in charge. This is one of those things that you do have responsibility and control over. Now, caveat that, again, wherever you sit in the organizational chart, there are going to be priorities that are defined by your more senior leaders, and that needs to be taken into consideration. But I'm speaking specifically to leading yourself well in those personal priorities, emotionally, physically, spiritually, making sure that you're defining those priorities well, uh, and you're doing that for yourself because no one else is going to really be dictating that for you. Another thing you need to be considering is, again, being proactive, not reactive. So left to the tyranny of the urgent, you are simply going to react to what's in front of you. And this is just the gravitational pull, right? So as a leader, you and your team need your best time and energy 
Everyone needs you working on the most important things, not the most urgent things. You've heard this before. There is just a constant fight to make sure that you're giving your time and attention to the important, not the urgent or the things that are screaming for your attention. And so that's a real tension to manage, but it's something you've got to keep top of mind is how can I be proactive, not just reactive. Additionally, you want to be productive and not just busy. So doing few things rather than many things. Um, let me just remind you that email is not your work. And a lot of us let email drive what we do every day. And you need to drive email. You need to control how you use email when you look at email, when you respond to email. Because left just on its own, you will just respond to email and that will fill up your day. And all of a sudden, you won't have gotten any of your priorities done. So I actually say schedule time on your calendar for when you're going to look at email and keep your email closed during the other times when you're uh, doing some of your other work. But you've got to make sure that you are driving email, but email is not driving you. A huge, huge, huge thing for us. Um, and then a, a great suggestion is keep a time log for a couple of weeks to see where your days, your hours, and your minutes actually go. And frankly, it will be a bit disturbing. And uh, you'll be a little embarrassed to see how like time just kind of gets lost in things that you didn't intend for it to get lost in. Our devices have great tools to help us kind of know what we spent our time on and where. So you can use some of those tools as well. Another thing I would remind you is to be focused. So you've got to define your priorities and ask yourself, what are your most important contributions? And then decide you know, and that's a bit of deciding what, deciding the who and deciding the when. So just be focused in that, get these defined, but then keep yourself focused on them. I love um, Michael Hyatt's full focus planner because you define your annual goals, you define your quarterly goals. Um, every week you're reviewing those and you're setting your big three for the week to help you know what you need to focus on as your big priorities for the week. And every day you are defining the top three things that you need to focus on for the day. So if you need a good tool that just kind of helps keep this rhythm in front of you, I think the full focus planner is fantastic. And I use it every day, um, just to kind of help me keep those priorities top of mind. In fact, today, one of my top priorities was recording the podcast. And so here we are. Uh, and then the last thing I would say here is to be disciplined. My bet is that you've probably used a zillion different planners, apps, gadgets um, to try to help you be more productive and define your priorities, which again, you've got to sometimes experiment to find the right tool that helps, but ultimately just choose one and commit to it. There's no perfect system. You just need to work the system. Uh, I kind of simplify it, but any plan will work. Any system will work if you work the plan, if you work the system. So uh, again, like I said, I use the full focus planner. I'm not getting paid for that, by the way. That's just the truth of what I actually use. So find a system that works well for you and then commit to the system because that is going to be key to helping you find a rhythm that helps you keep your priorities top of mind. And set your, set your boundaries and determine some of those principles kind of those rules of engagement that will help you keep your priorities front and center. And so with your priorities in place, you'll have a lot less time for distractions, right? Because with focus, you don't have time for busy work. You don't have time to get lost in social media scrolling, which is such a temptation. When you've set your priorities, you've set your intention for your day, you've made a commitment You've given yourself clear goals to work toward. You've given yourself a sense of purpose. And what am I focusing on today? You're not burning energy in the moment deciding what to do because you've already created your plan. 
So you're not having to think all the time about, okay, what am I supposed to do next? Because you've already kind of made those decisions and you're able to just execute the plan. And with a well-thought-out plan and an aligned calendar, you have a sense of accomplishment when you finish the day. Uh, With clear goals each day, you know how you're doing. You can kind of gauge and measure yourself a little bit. It's just some thoughts there is don't overcomplicate it. Just start. Start with a sticky pad and a Sharpie and write three goals a day if that's what it takes. But you have to make it a habit and no one else can do it for you. So you've got to really own it and step into it and to help define those priorities to help you have that sense of impact that you, you want to have. And so I just want to encourage you that in a season and in a time where priorities and what to focus on feels like, I mean, sometimes it just feels scattered, doesn't it? We can take back a little bit of our control by just sitting down, simplifying, and focusing on the things that are most important. And that starts with an understanding of what are those things that are most important to me personally, especially relationally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and making sure some of those fixed priorities have a commitment from me. And then secondly, what do I need to do from an impact standpoint with my work? And what are the priorities that I need to have there for the season that I'm in? And then the next layer of that is how does that apply to your team, which uh, you can make those applications. But I hope that was helpful for today, just to give you a few things to think about of how can we manage our priorities for greater impact? Because I think we're all eager to do that. We're all eager to have some sense of forward motion. And I think by simplifying, looking at our priorities and committing to those, it's going to help us engage, you know, the days and the weeks ahead. So Thanks for listening. Give me your feedback. Let me know. Um, I'd love to know how you're doing. You can email us at podcast at getforesight.com. Let us know who you want to hear from. We're working on our plans for the rest of the year and into 2021. And so let us know what's helpful. If what you're hearing is helpful, if you would rate, review, subscribe, like throw those stars on those reviews, because that's super helpful for people to find us and hear about the podcast. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for leading well. Thank you for your commitment, especially through a season that has been incredibly challenging and stretching for all of us. Keep leading well. God has put you there and placed you in this position of leadership in this moment for a purpose and for a reason. Take care of yourself, define those priorities, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.